I'm Bill Ingram, and this is Welcome to Texas, a show about Texas history, lifestyle, and faith here in the Lone Star State. On today's show, we'll find out why it's so important to be close to Jesus Christ. My pastor used the example of three chairs. We'll find out what's up with all these farm-to-market roads here in Texas, and it doesn't take Einstein to figure out why Houston, Texas, was originally the most air-conditioned city in the world. That's all coming up on today's Welcome to Texas. Hope On Demand is a brand new mobile app where you can see videos, listen to podcasts, read blogs, and articles to help you grow in your faith. Download the mobile app now on iOS and Android. Just search for Hope On Demand. The Texas summer heat can be brutal. The heat and humidity is almost unbearable during the summer months here in Texas. So it's no wonder that the very first air conditioner was installed in Houston. It was installed in the cafeteria of the Rice Hotel in 1922. A year later, the Second National Bank became the very first air-conditioned building, and it wasn't long before Houston was named the most air-conditioned city in the world. Now, air conditioning was not invented in Houston. Willis Carrier invented the AC in Brooklyn, New York in 1902. Apparently, there were a lot of steps to fall in place before it was available to the public. It was actually the 1950s before residential air conditioning became popular. Then in the 1970s, central air and heat came along, making window units take a back seat. I remember growing up here, we had window units in our house when I was a little kid. And I remember my dad installing an aftermarket air conditioner in our 1960 Ford Galaxy 500. I still see claims from time to time that Houston is still the most air-conditioned city in the world. It sure is hot. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Hope On Demand has a brand new podcast called The Art of Friendship. It's hosted by my friend and author, Kim Weir. It's all about creating and keeping relationships that matter. Look for it now wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for The Art of Friendship. Whether you've lived in Texas your whole life or you just moved here, you may have wondered, what is a farm-to-market road? What are they all about, anyway? Several years after World War II ended, Texas established secondary and connecting routes between major highways, rural, and agricultural areas. These are paved roads, usually two-lane blacktops. But, of course, in the metropolitan areas like Houston, San Antonio, Dallas, Austin, you'll see farm-to-market roads with multiple lanes in each direction. Hasn't always been that way. It's hard to imagine now, but years ago, farm-to-market roads we traveled in the Houston area were like 1960, FM 529, 518, and others. They were way out in the country. Now they're surrounded by city. FM 1960, for example, used to be called Jackrabbit Road way back when. Back then, mostly farmers and ranchers used the roads, but of course, as the metropolitan areas grew, now most of us use them. Speed limits along FM roads vary, so watch for the posted speed limit signs. Farm-to-market roads are built and maintained by the Texas Department of Transportation. Hope On Demand has a podcast called Anything But Quiet Time. It's hosted by my good friends Rochelle and Carter. Each week, they have fun and insightful conversation about what they're learning in their quiet time. You can download it now wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for anything but quiet time. 
In 1 John 5, 7, it says, This is the message we have heard from him and declared to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. My pastor said it like this. Think of a relationship with Jesus Christ as three chairs. A chair one is the closest, of course, to Jesus Christ. Chair two is a little further away, so you're not totally with the Lord, but you still occasionally try to be close to him. And chair three is, well, you're not with the Lord at all. I think most of us like to think of ourselves as being in chair one, the closest to Jesus. But that's very hard to do consistently. We are human after all, and we all fall short of God's glory, and we all have bad days. That's where God's grace comes in. As long as we repent and confess our sins to God, we are forgiven as long as we are still trying to be obedient. If you're in chair two, it's much easier to fall away from God, so that really isn't the best seat in the house. It's even worse if you're in chair three, where you don't believe in God at all. In 1 John verses 8 through 10, it says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. Well, I'm out of here like a silly goose. I'm Bill Ingram, and this has been Welcome to Texas, a show about Texas history, lifestyle, and faith here in the Lone Star State. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and I hope you'll join me again for Welcome to Texas.